say that today a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. That was a slogan from the United Negro College Fund back in 1971, and here it is 2011, so for four decades this slogan has uh, been said for the United Negro College Fund and hasn't lost any ground in regards to that. Uh, it's even become a part of the American vernacular, and uh, so it's a, it's a wonderful statement. But the complete effort of this statement is to focus on the education. And I want to tell you something. It's greater and more important than just education, what we need. It's, it, it, education is very important, but it's not the end all or the beginning. I want to let you know what Christ said. He said in his word, he said, and what would it benefit you if you gained the whole world but lose your own soul? Again, I can say it in my own words, what good would it be if you gain all the education in the whole world, get all the necessary degrees, and understand all things related to your field, and yet miss out on the most important aspect of your life, which is your soul. Today, I just want to share with you and briefly, and I'll probably just highlight the points and just let it go. But I want to share with you the secret of success. And I believe if you listen to what God has to say about success, you'll see that it will help you not only in this upcoming year, but it will help you for the rest of your life. Just like I said, I hope this anthem is that we just sang earlier is, will just carry you through this year, but, but also for the rest of your life. And, and what God does is not short-term. It lasts forever. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. And, and I got to thinking about that, scripture, about, about that statement, and, and I'm like, wow, that is so true. But I think that, 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 that many of us are wasting our minds. Not because we're not smart enough or intelligent enough, but because we don't know who the source of our mind is. Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In the New Century Version, it also says, In your lives, in your living, you must think and act like Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, you can't let his mind be in you, and you can't think and act like him if he is not in you. So the first step that you must take is to receive him into your heart and into your life as your personal Lord and Savior. And I know many of you have done that, but there are some here who have not. And I want to let you know that, that, that Christ is, is the most important thing that we could attain in this life. Because there's something that went wrong back in the garden one day, and, and ever since then, man has been separated from God, but Christ is the bridge to bridge the gap to allow us to have access in a relationship with God, and we need him. So I want to give you what I've found out to be the rules of success. The first one is to put God first. Scripture tells us in Matthew 6, 32 and 34, For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, I know that you're here to get an education. And many here will view that as the number one priority in their life. I mean, you want to get good grades, yes. You want to 
uh, impress your parents and make them proud of you and proud of all your accomplishments. I mean, you've worked hard to get the scholarships that you've gotten. And you must maintain certain GPAs to keep them. You've spent money. You've taken out loans. You've filled out more forms and applications and signed so many documents that your head is still spinning from all the things that you've looked at, signed, and done. And yes, education. And yes, this time is a very important step in your life. But I want you to remember one thing. It's just a step. Education is a tool in your life. But it is not your life. And I know that's hard to say when you're at a school and you're telling, and, you, and everybody's telling you, you need to get your education, you need to get your, your degree, you need to get this. And yes, you do. But if that's all you do, then you've missed out on the most important aspect of what you need. And so I want to say this statement. Do not let God be a part of your education. But let your education be a part that fits into your relationship with God. He must be first. And guess what? You will be ultimately surprised how well and important your education will be in the hands of a loving God. He will utilize you in your journey, walk with Him, to use your education to give you access to the different areas and different people that you probably could not have had access before. But now that you got your degree and get your degree and, and get your education, because of that, you can get into the homes and to the lives of some, probably some important people that need to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. So with your education, let God use you to use it to reach out to others. Because if your education is only for yourself, only for you to have prestige, only for you to have a position, then your motive is wrong. But if you have your, use your education to help others and to worship God with that, then you've understood what it means to gain an education. Another point, so point one is put God first. Another one is follow God's book. Joshua 1, 7 through 9 says this. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Studying God's Word, meditating on God's Word, is a vital component to the success of your life. It's one of those if-then statements that God says, He will promise to do something if you do a certain thing that He asks. And here we see what will happen if you meditate on His Word. He will grant prosperity, and I'm not talking about money, but He will grant prosperity and success in all you do. Not just in the few things you do, but in all you do. And why would God do this? Why would God say this? Well, I think he says it because he delights in those who will listen to him and follow his word. I think he gets a big, happy kick out of seeing people study his word. As a father, I can understand this. I get so excited when I see my children following the advice of, of, of their mother and I. And in fact, I get so happy about that they can almost ask me for anything they want at that particular time. And if I had the means to do it, they probably would have it. Because I'm, I'm just excited about them following through with what the instructions that their mother and I have given them. And it gives me such joy. On the other hand, sometimes our children don't realize 
how we want to bless them, how we want to give them the desires of their hearts. Often, Mom and I are riding in the car talking about how good we want to treat our children, only to come home and find that they tore up the house or did something wrong, didn't take the dog out, and he pooped all over the floor. And then we say, you know what, we were thinking about this, but you know, we changed our mind. Don't you know that God has some good plans for you? But don't live your life in a way that he has to change his mind about what he wants to do for you. Live your life to please him. Study and meditate on God's word. And he says, I will give you success. That's the benefit of meditating on his word. Now, now, now it's a promise from God, and, and meditating is more than just reading. Many times we'll get out that little book called The Daily Bread, and I've heard some people call it The, the Daily Crouton. We'll get out that little daily bread and, and we'll give our three minutes to God and we'll say, okay, I did my duty today and I'm ready to run off and do whatever I want to do. No, meditating is, 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 is taking God's word and, and, and not only reading but memorizing it and personalizing it and, and living out what the word says in your personal life. Asking God to direct you and guide you and, and you're putting time in it. And some of you will listen to my words today and say to your professors, you know, I couldn't do my assignment because I was meditating on God's Word day and night. And, and you think that you're going to get successful because you meditate on God's Word day and night and you feel like you don't have to study for your test or nothing and you got that big bad grade that you got or you didn't finish that report that you, should supposed to, that you were supposed to, be, to finish. And, and all of a sudden you're like, Wow. But see, this command was given to Joshua. And Joshua didn't just study God's word day and night, because he did do that. But he also was commanded to go. He had to lead a people. He had to fight some battles. So he studied at the proper time. And I know that this is true, that if you give God his proper time, he will teach you how to uh, be diligent, and he'll teach you discipline to allow you the time to do what you're supposed to do in your schoolwork as well. But give God the time. Get up earlier. Stay up later. But give God his time and meditate on his word and he will grant you success. I'm not going to go into detail on the other points. I'm just going to give them to you and then we're going to close out and pray. But the next one is seek the goal from Philippians 3, 13 and 14. He says, I forget what is behind and I struggle for what is ahead. I run toward the goal so that I can win the prize of being called into heaven. You know, I know you've won, won some trophies in your life and you've won some awards, but you know what? Those things aren't doing anything for you right now. And what you've got to keep your mind on is what is right now so that you can affect your future. I won a trophy when I was in the sixth grade for the Campbell Elementary School Cowboys playing football. Guess what? That trophy does nothing for me right now. That was a good thing, but it does nothing for me. I had a bad thing happen in my life where I got into a fight in high school. But I guess what? That fight that I got into in high school is not going to dictate who I am today. So things happen in the past, good and bad, but we've got to put it all behind us and focus on what is ahead of us. And God is calling us to seek his face so that we can make it to where we want to go. So seek the goal. The, third, the fourth thing I want to tell you is never give up. Galatians 6.9 says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Another version says, in due season, we will reap. And when is due season? Well, I don't know when due season is. Due season is not according to our time, but it's according to God's time. 
And sometimes we have to go through a whole lot of stuff to get to where God's timing is perfected. Think about Joseph. He was sold into slavery. He could have given up right there, but he kept on. He went to Potiphar's house and was lied on. And he could have given up right there as he was thrown in jail, but he didn't. He still decided to serve God, even in the hard time. And it got to the point where he served God through every trial and tribulation that he went through. And in due time, he not only saved his own life, but he saved the lives of those who were treating him bad, his own brothers, his own family. So God wants to use that. So don't give up and don't give up doing good. Just because you don't see the, 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 the results of it right away, because I know we live in this instant society, just wait on, wait on God and hold on, and you'll see the fruit of it. The last thing I want to tell you is do all for Christ. Do all for Christ. Scripture says in Philippians 1, 20 and 21, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. Again, I remember 28 years ago, I sat where you sit. And I never dreamed or thought that I would be married for almost 27 years, have three children, and two of them even came to this school at points in time in their lives. I never dreamed that I would be a pastor. I never thought that I would come and be in a position where I'm telling people who sat where I once sat some good things about the Lord. It's a whole complete dream come true. And it's all because I decided to serve the Lord and not fulfill myself and my desires. I am so glad that the God of heaven looked down and smiled upon me I didn't have anything to offer him but brokenness, pain, and strife. And he said, son, that's okay. I love you anyway. But I'm so dirty. It's okay, I'll clean you up. I'm not that smart. That's okay. I'll give you a new mind. I'm empty. I'll fill you up. I'm thirsty. Oh, come to me, and I'll give you water where you'll never thirst again. The Lord saved me. And now that he has saved me, I want to do all that I can do for Christ because of who he is. And just like Paul in that scripture, I trust that my life will bring honor to his name, both now and forevermore. I now live because of Christ. The good news is that God has a plan for your life as well. A good one. A one that won't harm you, but one that will bless you. He has given you a gift. He has given you a mind. So don't waste it. Let the mind that you have be formed in the hands of a loving, gracious, merciful, forgiving God. And watch how beautiful his masterpiece becomes. And that masterpiece is you. Get your education. Yes. But don't forget God. Let your education be a part of your relationship with God. Don't let God fit into your education. With those words, I close.
Most Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you and praising you and honoring you. Bless this student body. Bless the faculty. Bless the staff. Bless this campus. Bless this town. Bless this region. And may the light that comes forth from this place shine brightly upon the world that these people here assembled in this room will show the world who Jesus is and turn the world upside down. God, if there's a soul in here that does not know you, may they find you now. In your precious name I pray.